The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You Break Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and remanufacturing company with over 20 years of experience. They specialize in complete wheel repair, repairing wheels from curb rash, bends, and cracks. They also specialize in refinishing from polishing, machining, and custom colors that will suit your car's needs. Lastly, U-Brake Wheel Fix offers a full array of factory and custom wheel and tire applications. Contact them at 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112 or at U-Brake Wheel Fix on all social platforms. This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24-7, walk-in, call-in, click-in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at Peters. Or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections. And if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Chris Kaufman is here. Sam Clancy is not here because he's on, not vacation, he's on assignment. Like, they still do those things in media, Chris. Surprised hmm. or or not? Uh, it, it sounds it sounds very much like you're you're calling him a secret agent. Yeah, kind of, right? But no, he is working on a he's... documentary when it'll be out. I'm pretty sure he will promote it. We'll promote it on this show. We he's double like... o, he's double o Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Although we had some interesting conversations on OnlyFans, which you can only get if you go, you know, shameless plug, go to Patreon slash OnlyFans, and that's Fins F I N S. So it's O N L Y F I N S. Three dollars a month. Okay. Three dollars have... a month, and and if you if you sign up, you know, now then you're gonna get like then you'll get a steady stream of thirsty pics of uh, of me. Like just, just like throwing those out there just for uh, just for a laugh or uh, or to make everybody vomit. Yeah, you're gonna get everything that you get from us, but I would say maybe more often, better. 
We also do giveaways every month, and there's also a chat that you can you can actually talk and you can get away from you know what Twitter is like most of the time, and we will talk about Twitter later on in this show. But you can chat with like-minded dolphin fans and actually get into it. The other day, I was I was explaining the intricacies of the three-three-five defense. And well, you know what what's what's great about that chat is that like this is like so there's there's almost 300 people now in it and so it's a it's a good amount of um it's a good amount of people so there's a, it's, it's always lively but it's a because because of the you know selfishly we're like oh give us the three dollars a month but because um of that hurdle like you know it's people that are fairly serious about it yes right and mm-hmm. so like they're they put a, you know these are people that like to i mean if they're if they're willing to you know throw down some money and and they like our show and stuff like that, then it's not, it's not just a, a bunch of casual fans. So they're actually like tend to be pretty interesting to talk to. I, you know, I hang out in there. I go, I go talk in there. It's, um, it's pretty nice. And it's a little bit, I mean, it really is sort of, sort of like a, you know, like a, a premium level of like a fan site or something like that. It's uh it's really interesting. Yeah. And, and we learned this week that you had never heard the terminology or the name for the strong safety cat. K-A-T. No, you I've heard, heard cat. I've heard cat like as in cat blitz, uh-huh. like from the slot. Like, but that that can that's like that can be a corner blitz. Cat blitz can be a corner blitz, right? Yes, yes. Um, not not necessarily cat and K-A-T the position. I've I've never seen that before in my life. Like I've seen I've seen every you know I've seen a lot. You know, Mac and Mike Mac and Buck. You know, I've seen those um for linebacker positions but, and the star you know, position which is star the, the money star nickel. money you know all that all that stuff uh you know we've seen seen that cat that's for that's a, that's a new one i thought we were talking about carl anthony towns like and we just like we <laughs> we put him on the field like what could you imagine carl anthony towns in the secondary like uh just, just going out there if he could run a little bit right like you i think he can run a little bit can't he like he's <laughs> he's not he's a, he's a great athlete right I mean, he's, yeah, he's not no, great. He's not locked in, but he's not locked in. But he's like, uh, you know, pretty good athlete. Yeah, but like I said on our OnlyFans chat, it's important for coaches to come up with all these weird names for things, so it makes it sound like we're doing that something that's more interesting than than it really is. You know, when all we're really all you're really doing when you're coaching is you're telling a guy to do something when the other guy does something, and then do the opposite when he does the opposite. So, you know, but you got to make up names like that, you know, like Viper and Monster and, you know, the, I've heard Monster, you know, I've heard, you know, obviously Jack, Jack position and Jack linebacker and the field um, corner and the boundary corner. Now, that's no, just that. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. just yeah, that's well, that's I mean, but but it comes in a it comes into play in college, right? Because of the it wider does. hashes. It does. It does. It's absolutely. a real it's it's a really important thing. And because of those wider hashes, I don't think it's really important at all in nfl because no. the the hashes are only what like 18 18 uh and nine inches 18 feet nine inches apart or something like that and, uh, yeah it's, it's like not it's not a thing anymore but no, uh, it's just left cornerback and 40, right corner they're 40 feet apart they're 40 feet apart in college like that's a lot that's that's a big difference it used to be actually that your left cornerback was your best tackler in the secondary and now that doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore like that's not important yeah. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, but before we go on with the show, uh, 
we have two new sponsors to the show, and we'd like to welcome to the welcome them to the show. And that's Lewis Peters, State Farm Insurance Agent. Uh, you heard his ad at the top of the show. Uh, you can reach him at 305-275-5585. And of course, you break wheel fix returns to the show. You can look at look them up on all the social media platforms at you break wheel fix. And, right. and shout out to Lewis because Lewis is a you know he's a longtime fan of, of the Absolutely. show and and he's uh he, he's on OnlyFans. He, he was so. he was he was subjected to this morning's unfortunate shenanigans. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Well, last time we we left you, uh, Xavier Howard didn't have a contract, but I showed up on Sunday, on a sleepy Sunday morning. I show up at at Dolphins camp and Dolphins camp was a buzz with, hey, guess what? They restructured his deal and Xavier Howard's happy. First of all, your thoughts on it. First of all, it played out exactly how we said it would for months, but your thoughts on what they did and what does it mean going forward? I think probably the most significant thing is that they gave him like sort of the handshake. Hey, we'll renegotiate this according to market in the off in next off season and market as well as like, you know, how he played and, and how he, um, how healthy he stays this year. Um, that's probably the most significant thing is sort of a kick to can down the road, but it's also, you know, promise is a promise. I expect them to make good on it. But like you said, this is exactly this is exactly what we kept saying will be ha- will happen eventually. Um, you know, I think that Xavier probably got in his feelings a little bit more than um, than maybe some would have hoped or some would have expected because he released that statement. But um, you know, I, I just think overall, I, I never sensed that there anybody's heart was in this fight. Like, no. no, you know, even, even Xavier's cause I've heard the man interviewed, you know, and, and not, not dolphin stuff, but interviewed elsewhere. And it didn't really seem like he had, he had a legit, you know, gripe and he was, and he obviously wanted this contract addressed, but um, he didn't seem like his heart was in it. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't really bad mouthing anybody. And um and the Dolphins, every time Brian Flores, I mean, if he's any indication and, and, and not just paying lip service to the media, um, every time he talked about it, he always he was always very, um, you know, positive about Xavier Howard. And he and all and was all also like really acknowledged consistently that there's a real issue here. Like there's there, this is like you kept saying this is a unique situation and and we understand, you know, where he's coming from and, and stuff like that. And, you know, listen, if you're Jerry Jones, like you get out in front of the media and you're like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and that's and, and I think that some teams would be inclined to react that way and just and you can kind of feel that energy coming off them. But uh, that was never the Dolphins here. And, um, and so I just didn't think, I thought that this would play out very much like, you know, uh, like a scripted or something, you know, almost like, you know, this has to happen. Then this happens, then this happens, then this happens, you know, and that's what it did. It, you know, it just played out, but it didn't really have a lot of feeling. Um, and, and it just worked out exactly as we said, the dolphins threw him a bone. Wasn't even that significant of a, of a bone. And, um, and he, he got back in town. Yeah, and I made a big deal about it on Twitter because I think it was it, it was a worthwhile event that they handled it this way. They didn't do like I said 
you know, the dipshit move of selling him for 60 cents on the dollar, you know, and helping the Chiefs win or the Saints win or the Cowboys win. No, you're going to help the Dolphins win. You, you play for us. You're part of our defense. We kind of mm-hmm. like having two really good corners. You're an important part of what we do. You're going to stay right where you are, and we're going to make it, you know, we're going to help you save face and in the process keep you around, hopefully happy and playing well. <laughs> and actually, I, I kind of like the deal. If you look at the deal, he has to play to earn that, that money, and he sure. has to play well. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's got incentives. I mean, the incentives that they stuck in there, it's like, you know, he's got to – I think he always had to, though, mm-hmm. um, because – I said this before on, on one of the other shows, like, I mean, listen, he's at an age where he can't, he can't just like give up a year, right? Like he can't give up a year because then he's one year older on the market and it's been two years since anybody's seen him play really well. And you know, Oh, what's his injury situation? You know, there are lots of excuses come up to not pay him. And, uh, and so he, he has to keep, I mean, that's the unfortunate position that you're in in the NFL. You have to keep reminding everybody that you're awesome. And um, and that's so he wasn't really in position to half-ass the year in any way. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, this reflects that he's going to go out there. He's going to play the best damn football he can. And the Dolphins are going to enjoy that. But then they're also saying, you know, hey, next offseason, we are going to renegotiate according to market you know, as well as what his injury and, um, and, and his play is like. So, yeah. And today in the, in the joint practices, he actually had an interception that was called back because Emmanuel Ogba was offsides. He intercepted Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton threw three interceptions. Justin Fields threw two today. So <laughs> two through none. All right. So, you know, <laughs> and said he was just, evidently he was just sacked like a, billion times <laughs> yes. because because the offensive line really struggled against and we will get evidently. to that and we will get to that we will get to the chicago bears uh saturday's game of i course. love the way you say that the chicago, chicago? bears the chicken yeah, I don't know. like i can't change it chicago is the way i'm supposed you can't to say you it. can't change it like you could i wouldn't i wouldn't want you to even try at this point just like i wouldn't want you to try and change how you say baltimore baltimore that's the, that's it <laughs> <laughs> well, they play a they play the Bears on Saturday. We will preview that, of course, and we will pre, and we will talk about the joint practices, which uh, depends on who you listen to. It either went splendidly, or our offensive line is a, is an unmitigated disaster. We'll figure all of that out. Well, probably both. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll get to start seeing. We'll get to start seeing it on Saturday because guess what? Tuatungvalu right. is starting that game along with his offensive line. And supposedly Khalil Mack will too. So we get to see it live, right? Which is all kinds of interesting. But do you think that Khalil Mack gets a sack before he goes out? Hmm. Well, like what's our what's Jesse our bet? Davis, what's our right? bet here? Yeah. Well, what's our I, bet here? I, I would I would hope that they just hold him, right? And they're not going to let him get <laughs> just a free hold run. Him. Yeah, just like, hold him. Like just like take okay, a few fine. holding penalties. Yeah, if they give you a couple of holding penalties, like really, you're gonna call six holding penalties in a row on us? You know what I mean? Well, you call yeah. one, you know, you hold them again, and that's it. Try to block them, of course. For like, if, who was you know, it? By the way, we we faced him, uh, or we faced Khalil Mack um, with Adam Gase, right? Uh, yes. This was uh, this was a game that I sort of I sort of remember. Um, 
didn't was was Brock Osweiler starting that game? I forget. Um, yes, yes, he was. And Jawan yes. James wiped the floor with Khalil Mack. Okay, well, that's what I was going to ask. Like somebody in that game shut down Khalil Mack, like really shut him down. And Jawan James to... to the point where they were they flip flopped them in the second half to Laramie Tunsil, and then Laramie Tunsil said, "I got some for you too." Oh, Khalil man. Mack was essentially uh, non-existent in that game. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do remember that. I do remember it was it was essentially non-existent, but I was like, "Who shut him down?" And uh, it was it was Jawan James, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of shutting people down, uh, the the Joy Taylor saga. What did you make of that? Because I thought it was it's all kinds of interesting that our fan base has finally gotten behind somebody and boy, are they behind Tua Tungo Vailoa. Tua Tungo Vailoa better be good this year. Really backed ourselves into a quarter on this one. Didn't we? Yeah. yeah Cause <laughs> you know, we're, we're no longer backers of the, the quarterback drafted number five overall, you know, Dolphins Twitter is more like a gang nowadays. Yeah. So it kind of is. <laughs> You know, Locust. what did you make of that? Because, that, oh my God, I, I got in there and I guess she tried to because she knows me and she answered a couple of my tweets. And my response is just, you know, brought all the three way PC people on there. And now all of a sudden she had 300 people in her mentions. Now she has 3000 people in her mentions. So <laughs> what did you make of that whole saga yesterday? Because she did have a 20 tweet thread to explain herself. Mm-hmm. What I what I took from it is that if you finish your if you finish your tweet explaining thread with a um with a you know with a, a picture of you like you know kind of a, a semi ish thirsty picture of yourself in uh in in a Tua jersey or a Dolphins jersey then it's like all is forgiven like nobody <laughs> nobody nobody cares anymore nobody cares what uh, um what you do or what like uh, that's why I post. <laughs> So I posted that this morning. I was like, okay, is everybody just, am I no longer in jail for, uh, do I get out of jail for any stupid shit that I've said now? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is, I think that it's like you said, they're, Dolphins Twitter is getting a little out of hand as far as acting like a gang and gang and, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, we talked about this on the show. Listen, we're biased. I mean, I'll freely admit, like on the show, uh, Dolphins Twitter, you know, just just everybody, we're we're biased. We're biased about Tua, and there's no there's no getting around that. But we're biased about Tua, but we're not unreasonable about Tua. In mm-hmm. fact, we're biased. We're biased because we insist on people being reasonable. And and what I mean by that is, you know, we're in a sport where nobody is reasonable about. You know, this is a very hot takey um you know business the media the fans the fans especially you know everybody just like just like throws out their hot and bad takes um and that's that's just what we do you know that's how that's maybe that's something about the game it's such a complex game that's the only way we can understand it you know um but we all kind of throw out these uh these these very quickly formed opinions and and stuff like that and and sometimes you know, uh, biased ones and, and we throw them out there just, just for the hell of it. And, um, and what we're saying, what the people that love Tua and that bias for Tua are like, no, we need you. We're going to need you to stop that right now. 
<laughs> we're, we're gonna need you we're gonna need you actually we're gonna actually need you to to see what you need to see to conclude that and to give it the appropriate amount of time and and stuff like that like we don't insist on that with anybody else we'll do we'll go talk shit about everybody zach wilson like you know well, Sam zach already a bust yeah oh yeah definitely uh, and joe burrow joe burrow is clearly going to have the worst season ever well his um, career might year. be over yeah his career might definitely his career is over um and, you know it, i mean we just throw out all this shit just constantly justin we don't care fluke. justin yeah justin herbert totally a fluke he just threw a bunch of interceptions in practice a couple weeks ago i heard i heard you know that and like we throw all this shit out there and we're and we're unapologetic about it but uh in the case of tour we're like hold on hold on let's be reasonable you know and that's what that's what we do i mean that's what and that's that's where people get like turned off it didn't help joy that she was on video and she does tv okay on one of the highest rated shows anywhere with on the herd with colin cowherd and she was on video screaming into a microphone that she doesn't want to hear any more injury excuses about tua she was doing that in march right Yep. And then, of course, yesterday she took to the air to say, you know, hold on on Joe Burrow. Maybe he needs this year as well to get back from that that knee injury. <laughs> and uh, come on, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's blatant. It's blatant double standard. I mean, they, it's yeah. not like they didn't have a point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. And, you know, it, it doesn't help that, you know, her boss, for lack of a better word, because, you know, I guess, you know, that's it's his name on the show, right? Is a notorious to a hater from last year, so which is odd because he was on the, in the Tua documentary talking about how Tua was going to transcend the game, but <laughs> you know, uh, Joy was also on video on that show saying you know that she would have never traded the number three pick because she would have used it on Trey Lance to replace Tua, so you know we have that as well. So it's just been a constant barrage. And it's also interesting that her brother works for the team now. So you think yeah. maybe he placed a call? Like, uh, hey, sis, like, this is not helping me over here all that much. That you're on, you know, on that show constantly, right? He had to have placed the call, right? I I don't know. And, you know, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because, you know, knowing Jason Taylor and everything, you know, he's really competitive and, you know, and – like these athletes ha- are are the ultimate like leave each other to to do what they need to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like especially when when another one gets in like a contract dispute or something like that like like they're totally you know tunnel vision and they're like you know to to each their own that everybody has to look out for themselves and so i could totally imagine like you know hey sis you do what you do you know um and that's and and not saying a word but um yeah i mean i don't I don't know if this kind of talk actually even phases the Dolphins that much. Um, it certainly doesn't phase anybody on the coaching side. Um, I, it's hard to say who might be phased on the organizational side. You know, once you start getting an ownership and stuff like that, they, they might care. But um, well, it is yeah. interesting that Tuatunga Valoa said, and well, he volunteered that all he has are streaming services on his yeah. TV. That he doesn't watch ESPN or Fox Sports, which is a good thing. Okay. Right. I mean, I have streaming services too, but I also, one of those streaming services is YouTube TV. So I can't watch ESPN, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so he's avoiding all of that talk, which is a good thing. All right. So they, 
you know, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so they have one joint practice under their belt. Yep. It was interesting because we were following Travis Wingfield. Uh, I was following him, his Twitter account, and then all of a sudden he disappeared, and it was rumored that he was out of practice, and then he was back in practice, and it's it's not clear what happened, but other people have reported what happened in that practice, and depends on who you believe. Tuatunga Baloa was masterful in red zone and in the, the 6v8. I know they call it 7-on-7, seven seven, but it's not 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's 6v8. Okay, it's 6-on-8. But one theme seems to be rather consistent. Mm-hmm. Liam Eikenberg was either benched or moved to second team late in practice. Jesse Davis remained at right tackle. Solomon Kinley came in at left guard. Is there any room for concern here on what's happening with Liam Eikenberg? Because kind of expected him to be the right tackle. Or do you think that maybe just maybe although this is kind of odd they had they knew that they were doing this joint practice with Chicago and they didn't want to throw the rookie out there against Khalil Mack for 20 snaps a, a game I mean or 20 snaps of practice and then have him on Saturday for like six or seven snaps and maybe hurt his confidence do you think that maybe that was playing in their mind or is there yeah, cause for concern already I do. I kind of wonder about like you know hey do we want him going against Khalil Mack all week but um but then again, they know – I think they – coming from Notre Dame, those guys are extremely mentally tough. That guy in particular is, is very mentally tough. I mean, everybody knows about the – you know, the everybody's seen the pictures of him finishing out that game with his eyes swollen so – swollen shut, essentially. Um, and uh, and so I, I – maybe, maybe they don't care. Um, but I do think that something – and this is going to sound like apologetic for him, I guess – it is again biased, but not unreasonable. Um, and that is that uh, that when you move inside from tackle to guard, things do happen a lot more quickly on the inside at guard. I mean, that, mm. that's you have to get into it. You have to get into everything, into contact and everything. A lot more. It's a lot more quick and a lot more powerful. Um, and you know, so these guys that are just that were left tackles for a bunch for a long time. And, and now they, they move into left guard. I mean, it may eventually be great. I don't know, but, uh, but initially, especially the first time you practice against another team that is like, you know, going hard because they're, they're going, they want to go after each other. Um, it might not look so hot in that first practice. I'm just, just saying, um, hmm. I, I would think that if they want immediate returns on Liam Eikenberg, that they would have played him at right tackle. And, uh, and, and then, and that's just the way you would go because it could be a learning curve at guard on the inside. It's hard to, it's hard to move in there sometimes. Um, so we'll see, but we also kind of have, we've been through this big mystery with Solomon Kinley, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what did he do? Whose dog did he kill, um, to get, you know, to get John wicked like this and, uh, and, and practice, um, you know, with being on the third team and, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, now seeing him thrown back in there, they're kind of like, Hey, no, this is, this is why we put a giant ass body in there on the inside of the offensive line on the interior of the offensive line, because we're, we can trust this giant dude, big fat dude is not going to get pushed around. <laughs> um, and so I, I find that interesting that basically their resolve, 
on whatever punishment they were meeting out to Solomon Kinley, their resolve shattered the first time <laughs> they faced uh, real bodies <laughs> on yes. another team. So, yeah, uh, very quickly, week one in Foxborough, who's the starting right tackle? Um, at this rate, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> at this rate, I, I, I do tend to think it's going to be Jesse Davis just because there's like this love that they have for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. They do. I mean, they, they, they love him. I mean, they, they signed him to a long contract. I mean, they, they love him. Yeah. Although it would really work out if Liam Eikenberg could take to that right tackle spot and then Solomon Kinley takes to the to left guard. And then you actually have real depth because since, you know, DJ Fluker has gone, Jesse Davis could play every single position on that offensive line. And then he's your, you know, he's, he can also be your swing tackle. And then you can develop the younger guys that are behind them, the Pankies and the Larno mm -hmm. Coleman's, you know, to develop at a, at a slower pace, you know, but as it stands right now, you have no depth at right tackle, unless, you know, if something happens, then what, you're going to start shuffling everybody around all the rookies around once again, maybe even mm -hmm. Robert Hunt. So, yeah, I'd love to see Liam Eikenberg just just take right tackle, you know, and take it soon. Maybe, hopefully, maybe they're working on something. Maybe today Solomon Kinley getting those first-team snaps at left guard means something. And maybe that's what they're working toward, you know? Hopefully. Maybe. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I don't, I don't know why – I don't know why cross train them to begin with, but it, and I think the cross training has as much to do with this, you know, this love that they have for Jesse Davis as it does whatever was going on with Solomon, Solomon Kinley. Um, so, you know, that's, it, it's unfortunate. I think the cross training is going to set them back a little bit uh, mm. because I would, I would have loved to see him just go straight up, straight up right tackle. This is our dude. Um, but at the same time, he is a rookie, and so maybe they're like, "Hey, this is to his blind side. Should we really be putting a rookie there?" Um, you know, yeah. so that's that's a consideration. Yeah. Uh, other reports uh, that stood out to me: Robert Hunt having a day again against uh, Akeem Nix. I mean, Akeem Hicks, which is yep, pretty interesting. Uh, anybody you ask, and these are not you know media types; these are you know football people especially around the Dolphins. Like, you ask them about Robert Hunt, and the first words that come out of their mouth is, oh, he's going to be a Pro Bowl. He's going to be a really, really good player for a very long time at right guard. And you kind of see it. You, you kind of see why they would think like that. He's just a great-looking athlete. Big, I wasn't a bad. I thought he move. wasn't a bad right tackle either, honestly. He had, in my opinion, he had bad moments the last two games of the, of the, sure. of the season. Yeah. Well, everybody you know, did, and I think I think the team hit a wall. Yeah, maybe they they ran out of gas. You yeah, know, I think I think they did. I think if you go back and look at it, then there's there's a lot there's a lot there to pick out and be like, hey, I think this team kind of ran out of gas. Mm. Not much else to talk about on that offensive line. Uh, we'll briefly touch on a few other things, and then we'll get into an, uh, something else I found pretty interesting with all the all the reports this uh, on this day. Uh, the wide receivers, any concern that they're all standing on the sideline again? <laughs> Albert Wilson, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, all on the sideline, not participating in this practice. Yeah. 
Is this a concern or are they just like, hey, you know, this is not important. We we know that they can run out routes, in routes, slants, goes. We don't need them to do it now. So just save them. Or are you kind of concerned like, you know, it's the walking wounded once again? As long as they're developing the 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 signaling with Tua, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. I'm not concerned about anything else. Like mm-hmm. These are professionals. I don't. I don't give a shit. Um, you know they're they're going to be fine that way. As long as because I think that was an issue last year. Tua being able to signal to his receivers, having his re- receivers understand what what he would what he would be what he would be looking for and what he would be signaling. Um, they just and that's a lot of that's coaching and stuff. Like they have to install a valid you know structure for that to happen and make sure everybody's on the same page and stuff like that as long as all that's happening then i don't think it matters i don't think it matters at all i just what i just thought was really interesting is listen okay you had Devonte parker will fuller and albert wilson who are you know count let's count out albert wilson in here because you know this, these probably been the top three receivers in you know, on the team thus far, because Albert Wilson has been everywhere. Uh, I don't know where you, where you personally would put him relative to Jalen Waddle. I know that Jalen Waddle's got mm. tons of potential. But, uh, Albert um, Wilson, uh, just not to interrupt you, but Albert Wilson, I would say has all the big plays. Jalen Waddle's leading the team in receptions and yards. I would say. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, so, so you've got like three of the top receivers in the, and, and the story out of today was not like, Ah, Tua was spraying the ball all over the place. It was awful. It was so, no, the story of the day was wow. You know, Bears were really impressed with Mac Hollins, you know, and and Jakeem Grant got behind the defense and and you know like and all this stuff. Um, and Jalen Waddle was dominating from the slot. Yeah, and, and it's like, oh, so that's the story, you know, <laughs> and, and and that's that's such a difference from a year ago. I mean, you, you had the guys get hurt a year ago, and it was just like, oof, this is rough, you know, yes. and um, and I think that this time around, something has happened that way. I, I, you know, whether you put a whether you put your finger on it and say that it's the communication and signaling and the chemistry between the between two of the receiver Tua and the receivers, or whether you say it's you know those receivers having gotten older and better or something whatever has happened something has happened um with the depth of the uh of the wide receiver unit in the on the dolphins this year and i think it's very comforting because those guys at the top evidently can get injured yeah and moving off of this but i will i will say i will say you know i'm not concerned i'm not too concerned right now because i saw Devontae parker take his uh his red jersey off, and and in his first live snap of training camp, Tua hit him on a 25-yard skinny post, right on the money. Uh, Parker caught it, caught it right in front of Byron Jones, got up, signaled the first down. He looked great. You know, he, they're professionals. Like, they, they'll get their timing together. I am concerned, and I will sound the alarm on this. Will Fuller has done absolutely nothing but ride the bike all camp. Yeah. I am concerned. He well, he showed he's up. He's going to miss week one, one anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he is going. Yeah, but you like to see him get a little timing, right? You like to see Tua throw him the ball for once, yeah. right? Like has Tua thrown him the football yet? No. Nah. Well, I mean, they, I think I think they were doing. They probably were doing like 
off-season workouts, I'm sure, together. Possibly. You know, so I am concerned there there is still time. They haven't played a preseason game yet. So hopefully Will Fuller gets in into uniform soon and gets some timing with with Tua Tungo Bailo because you know, you know, Will Fuller is kind of a, an important piece. You know, he makes the team even better than it is already. But Jalen Waddle, of course, uh, very impressive and you know. Use a fantasy, use use a draft pick on him uh, in fantasy. You know, if not, if you know, just use a late pick because the way he's looking now, he is his he is Tua's security blanket. He's playing in the slot, catching a lot of balls. All right, moving now, on to the we're we're gonna need to see that in action before we could start going going fantasy fantasy on on who should be Miami's third receiver. Well, you use a you know a ninth uh, a ninth round pick on him, you know. But, but Alf, there's there's I mean we know that Devontae Parker gets his throws, and we know yeah. that Will Fuller is going to get his throws, and we know that Mike Gesicki is going to get his throws, and now you know Jalen Waddle is like I mean this is one of the reasons we're we're very bullish on the Dolphins' passing game, and we we've, we've been that way, and we're saying stop talking about Tua so much because the story is here. Um, but, but still, <laughs> you know, until you see that Miami can actually, you know, support a really high output fantasy, uh, cast, you know, then geez, it's hard. It's hard to take a chance on any one of the guys because they're all, they're all, they all, they all could be taking a lot of balls. I think Gesicki in particular, because of that receiver cast, there's just a way that the defenses uh, used to be able to try and defend Gesicki that they're not a- going to be able to anymore. And mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if he really is like, uh, as far as production this year, tight end production, like is, is top, top of the league. One of the top. All right. Moving on to the defense. And I am excited about Jalen Waddle. We'll talk. I can't wait to, to watch him play on Saturday, but I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, I, I I put out that stat on OnlyFans, and I don't know if people have heard it because I, I think I put it on the three YPC account also. He has 17 touchdowns at Alabama. You know what the average length of those 17 touchdowns were, Chris? No. 45.7 yards. <laughs> I see. That's pretty nice, right? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous, huh? Okay. Purely, well, purely ridiculous. If he does that, you know, if he does that, if he just has like six touchdowns of 40 yards or more, he's a he's a huge fantasy hit. Uh, yeah, for, as far that, as a ninth is, round pick. That's true. That's fair. You know, which is essentially doing what kind of Will Fuller did last year, right? Mm. All right. Moving on to the defense. Something very interesting happened. And we're gonna leave the best for last, which is obviously our free safety, Javon Holland who had two interceptions today, two, not one, two. And he got both quarterbacks. He got Andy Dalton and he got Justin Fields. So, which, wait a minute, that makes four interceptions in the last three practices, which is pretty good, in 11 versus 11. So we'll leave him for last. But what do you make of Jalen Phillips spending an entire week in shorts? On Sunday, he runs gassers. He hasn't hit anybody in camp. Today they showed up, they show up, they put on their pads, they're playing the Bears, and he's the starting buck. He's starting the he's the starting buck linebacker, and he's rushing off the edge already in on first team. I mean, but he did did he do really well? I mean, I wish I was there, but well, nobody's <laughs> nobody's really mentioned anything. But yeah, you know, he got the first. No, I, I think I, 
right away. I think he's he's meant for that. I mean, he's so phys- the guys who do well as rookies are the guys that are really physically impressive, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's and that's like a virtually any position to me. Um, you know, everybody is always like, you know, oh, this guy's NFL ready because he's smart or he's technical or something like that. And I'm, I'm, I always hear that. And I'm like, you guys don't, yeah, you don't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. because the guys who come right in the league and, and just like take to it and are comfortable are the guys who are so physically, goddamn physically impressive that, um, that they have weapons at their disposable disposal immediately. And, and then, you know, the coaches can help them with the rest, but I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, because even the technical guys, the savvy guys and, you know, who are use code words that that uh, imply that they're not physically impressive. Um, no matter what, they still have to go in the league and they they just they got a lot to go as far as technique and and knowing what they're doing goes. Um, so Jalen Phillips is exactly the kind of guy that's like, you know, this is a physical get off the bus guy. You know, he's going to he's going to be impressive right away. Yeah, I I love to see him on Saturday. He should get a lo- a lot of run on Saturday. And the great thing about watching these guys play in this first preseason game is that if Andy Dalton just gets one or two series, you know you're going to get Justin Fields for two two quarters, maybe right. At least well, I, I would take so. I would take if you have fantasy and preseason or you have bets like. Because Justin Fields is a is a really good athlete, this has always been a trick of mine. Like I, I am one of the few people that will bet on preseason games. <laughs> um, and and I, you know, I look for and I'd like to see some confirmation just by looking at the way he plays. And it'd be nice if he were playing a preseason game before he played us. But um, you know, knowing what he can do as an athlete, uh, he's going to have a good game. I think preseason is just built for that it's because it's not serious it's not it's not real season it's not real game plans um so i you know i have to wonder uh if if he's going to destroy us in the game (laughs) that's going to be interesting all right before we move on to javon holland very quickly uh in my opinion and maybe i'm wrong but i've watched all camp i thought nick needham has played pretty well but justin coleman is the starting slot corner yeah, um, yeah, weird, right? I, I think they have the, their finger on the scale there. He hasn't been bad, so I'm not saying that they're playing an inferior player. I'm just saying that Nick Needham has been really, really good this camp. So, but he's also been on the outside for the most part because he was replacing yes. Xavier Howard. Yeah, he has been. So I don't know what they're tr- what they're doing there. So yeah, so it's really yeah. weird. So yeah, maybe, maybe now, maybe now that Xavier's back and he's like fully back, um you start seeing a little bit more action for, uh, for, for Needham on the inside. All right. And now for the main event, before we talk about the, the bears, Javon Holland, how good is this guy going to be? He's making a play a minute in camp and you could call him a starter. Now he's a starting safety alongside Eric Rowe. So what do you make of the ascension of Javon Holland, Chris? Well, you know, kudos to them on the draft pick. If that's, if it is, if it is what it looks like, um, you know, that's a hell of a score. Um, I wouldn't have thought that he'd take deep center right away and in, in this year because he hasn't done it since what was it, 2018, something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and if if he's just that special, he goes he takes to it 
after not having played it since 2018. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. And so we'll see. I mean, he's, he's definitely, sometimes these guys get, go through spurts of getting interceptions and it's just, you know, it doesn't really mean much, but um, hopefully it does. I, I'm, I'm I, optimistic. You know, and you know, not to, you know, to give him too much credit, but I thought this was a really good play on Sunday. On Sunday, they do their, their game sim portion, which is they, they start at their own 25-yard line with a minute 30 left on the clock, and they're down four points or they're down three points. So naturally, you want a touchdown to win or you want a field goal to tie, right? So in that portion of practice, which is usually at the end of practice, Tutungo Valor ran two plays, both of them interceptions. Okay, so that's not good. <laughs> Great. Right. So he had two series, and they both ended on the very first play of the series. All right. The uh, the first series, uh, Adam Shaheen seemed to go the wrong way on an option route because they were arguing afterwards, and Tua <laughs> threw it to that spot, and Eric Rowe intercepted it, and which was odd because I put it as a, a little pun on my notes, and nobody picked it up. Adam Shaheen went left when he was supposed to go right. Get it? He thought he thought the vaccine was on the right. <laughs> yes so you know so i don't know i don't know who to blame there they were arguing after the play you know who was right who was wrong but okay you could chalk that one up but the second series Tua tried to hold the safety but javon holland maybe he's been watching him in practice for way Mm -hmm. too long and he had jakeem on a on a go route to his right and Tua tried to hold the safety by swinging around like drastic. When he got the snap, he tried to swing around like if he was throwing a short slant, and then he just let it rip. And mm-hmm. Javon Holland just came off of his hash immediately. And, of course, he just ran under it like a punt and intercepted it in front of Jakeem Grant on the right side. So either that's great anticipation or he just read him or he's been practicing against them for – a month now, and he figured that's what Tua was trying to do. But I thought that was extremely impressive by Javon Holland. And you know, I guess we'll, we'll get to see him on, on Saturday against two pretty good quarterbacks, the two best quarterbacks he's faced in a while, right? Yeah, sure. Um, I, but I, I got to ask you, though, about, you know, because we got several UCF fans in the audience, I'm sure. Um What's your opinion? You've seen him in camp. You've seen him a lot, uh, Shaquem Griffin, because evidently he he did all right today too. And um, mm-hmm. and and I, I think I'll I will give a proper shout out. Omar Kelly um, says that you know labeled him one of his top performers, but he's not he's not the only one that I've seen talking about how he did today um, by any means. Uh, and so, what do you think? Like, what do you in terms of how they're using him? I mean, forgetting forgetting special teams because we know about that. But yeah, um, I, what do you think there? Because I I gotta wonder. I think he's already made the team, and I was one of the guys when we did our our camp preview show. I thought he was up against it, but mm-hmm. he has way too much versatility. First of all, the dead giveaway is he's on every single special teams unit. And I said not but, to mention special teams. Yeah, I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know, it's a dead giveaway. You're making the team when they play you everywhere all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's also the backup Buck. He's the backup Mike. They play him everywhere on the defense. And when they do play him, he makes plays. And his energy is infectious. You kind of want guys like that. His 
first of all, you know, he runs out of the locker room for every single practice and starts firing up the the the, the fans in the stands. And, you know, you could just see he's always talking. They did a, a mic'd up, um, one of those mic'd up things on MiamiDolphins.com. Mm-hmm. And you see him telling everybody, people don't expect me to hit him with, with my with my stub, you know, which, you know, come on, you know. <laughs> But I do, and I force the ball out, and sure enough, he forces a fumble on Isaiah Ford, which is just so awesome, all right? But he's his energy's infectious. He's going to make this team, and he could play football. Like, you know, uh, when he went to Seattle, I don't I, – I think they cast – well, first of all, it's hard to break in on a team that has Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get a lot of snaps, but maybe he was miscast in Seattle. Maybe he's perfect in this type of defense where, you know. I mean, could he, easily see that. You know, so I, mean, I don't know. I, you know, I think he's already made the team. And I know you told me not to talk about special teams, but it's a dead yeah. giveaway. He plays everywhere all the time on every single snap uh, in, in practice. And, you know, he's the backup at two spots. So he's essentially what the the fourth linebacker on the team. Well, but is he is he really the backup? Because you know in Miami's defense, Mac and Buck set up. You know, there's I mean the, the Mac linebacker, the Mac linebacker plays on the line of scrimmage a bunch. Right? <laughs> you know, yes, he does. Like I mean, that just depends on the package. I mean, it depends on whether if this is old New England's old playbook. It depends on whether they're like you know in diamond or ruby or something like that. You know, um, and and so the Mac, you know, and this, this was Donta Hightower, you know, he ends up on the line uh, on, on the edge there. So, um, but it sounds like, it sounds like he's uh, Shaquem Griffin is, you know, playing uh, classic buck because class, the buck um, can end up in the middle too. Um, in mm-hmm. that, in that defense, the way, the way he plays, I, I kind of want, I mean, he seems like he'd be perfect for it. He also seems like, I mean, because we know he's speedy, right? Um, but he yeah. seems like a run and hit guy, and so you're. I, this is where you you have trouble with him in his career, like and and this is like Seattle, whether it be Seattle somewhere else. Um, you know, does he have the wingspan? <laughs> anyway, um, but does he have the wingspan to to be great uh, off the edge? You know, as a pass rusher, does he? Um, you know, does he have the tackling skills and the read and diagnose to be to be a linebacker? Uh, what is he? The one thing that you can pretty be pretty sure that he can do is because he's fast. He, you know, he can he can scrape, he can run and hit, he can be a run and hit backer. Um, and uh, and so you're just trying to figure out. But everything that we're hearing about him, you know, they're he's pass rushing and he's making himself be felt. So, um, you know, that, that's something that's something you really to be intrigued by. You know, we'll see. Maybe it fizzles out, but. Uh, Keep an eye. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he, and he's going to be fun to watch because I think he's going to play a lot on Saturday. At, at least what I've seen in camp, like he has a lot of backup roles that will be important when you're trying to, you know, when you're trying to sit what essentially are your starters for a long period of time. That means that your backups are going to have to play a little longer. So I would expect him to play maybe 20 snaps on defense on saturday so that should be fun and speaking of saturday well they play the bears on at one o'clock which is odd in and of itself on saturday the whole league is playing on saturday which is weird too 
But I guess, you know, they're, they're changing up how they're going to do preseason. And this is one of the things that they're going to do. Uh, what do you want to see uh, on Saturday, Chris? I want to see I want to see evidence that this is a, this is, in fact, an explosive passing game because this is how they're going to have to make it this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, this has to be it has to be there that way, because if it's not there that way, we don't really exactly have the faith in the running game and mm-hmm. between the offensive line and the fact they're kind of their inaction at the running back position this offseason. Uh, I don't want to blast any players or you know downplay any players or anything like that. But I, we should not necessarily have great enthusiasm about the ground game on its own, like just just plowing over people and you know doing whatever. This has got to be about the explosive passing game. It's got to scare defenses. It's got to create spaces or spacing. Um, and you need to, you need to see some evidence of that. You really need to see mm-hmm. some evidence of that. It should be it should happen like basically right away if it's. It, you know, if, if it is what we need it to be. Um, so I need to see that obviously. Um, I always love to see somebody like Jalen Phillips, like whip up and whip ass on some, like uh, some third string tackle and, you know, make a, make a big, Evan make a big Jenkins show. Is the starting left tackle now for the bears. So yeah. that's who he's going up against, that's which is, you know, he was a favorite of mine in oh. coming out. Um, I just, you know, you'd like to see you'd like to see him make make a little noise. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it um, right there. And I don't know what you want to see, but yeah, I would like to see the how the defense is going to align line itself. If it's going to be a lot of you know a lot of the stuff that they did last year, or maybe they're they're adding a few tricks to their bag. I want to see those rotations early on in the game because uh, if we if we believe Brian Flores, he says that he's going to take maybe the first or two series, you know, with starters. So you're going to see those guys out there for maybe, you know, five or six or seven snaps, which you might see mm-hmm. enough of them in, you know, in different, a couple of different sets, because maybe they, they get to play a couple of third downs, which, you know, is, is fun. Uh, Cause I get mm-hmm. that, that way you get at least a preview of what your defense is going to try to do because they're not going to play the bears in the in the regular season. So maybe they cut it loose a little bit. And I like to see that offensive line, you know, try to gel a little bit because they are going to face a pretty good pass rush from the Bears. And no, I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath. No, right? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's not good, right? Still so, unsettled. Still unsettled. Yeah, it, unsettled is one way to say it, right? But I, one another thing I would say is, well, one thing for sure, uh, how the mighty have fallen. Did you know that Alec Ogletree is like third team on the Bears and he's, he's not expected to make the team, which is weird, I right? I didn't know he was still in the NFL. But he was a hell of a player in his time. How old is Alec? How old is Alec Ogletree? Yeah, that's all. In he's the past. 29 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still ridiculous. Yeah, but <laughs> 29 years old, and we're talking about that he's done. But yeah, Roquan the- Smith, Danny Trevathian, those are their linebackers. It's it's in the past, Elf. Yeah, let the past die. You know who we're facing on Saturday, right? Starting unit, starting. Well, they call him. You know, they're going to call him the, the strong side guy, and they have Khalil Mack listed as their buck. But Robert Quinn is a bear now. So, oh, that's right. Okay. So Austin Jackson versus Robert Quinn is also something that I would love to see. Right? That's going to be interesting because Austin Jackson can hang can hang on the on the pure speed rush. Like he, mm. and that's that's all Quinn's got really. 
Okay. And he's, he's not what one of these take. He's not one of these, uh, you know, I can take anything I want, guys. Yeah, and what a matchup. Uh, Eddie Jackson has returned to practice. He will start on Saturday. Eddie Jackson versus Tua Tonga-Vailoa. That's interesting in, in and of itself, right? As long yeah. as he goes a while. As long as, as long as Tua goes a while, you get to see them play a little bit of cat and mouse. So that'll be fun. But, yeah, uh, I'm with you. I want to see, is this real or is this not, you know, is this not real? But Miles, Miles Gaskin versus those linebackers, Danny Trebathian. Roquan Smith, because Miles Gaskin has become a weapon in the passing game, at least in camp he has. So that's another thing to watch. All right. I guess that's it. And I guess next week you'll hear from us twice because we will recap this game and then preview the week, which will be here in Miami. They have a joint practice with the Atlanta Falcons on a Wednesday and a Thursday. Then they play them on a Saturday. So you know, pretty action-packed week next week on three yards per carry. But that's it. There is no more. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Carry. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.